Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? Welcome to another wonderful edition of your favorite podcast, right? Right. It's the world's greatest podcast about video games. And of course, I'm speaking merely of the humble podcast that is Weekly Games Chat. This is episode 378. Can you believe it? My name is Sean. I'm joined by my friends, Chris and John. I will definitely give them a spot in a minute to say hello. But just want to remind you that if you wanted to see us and hang out with us uh, when we record this show, of course, we do it every week about, uh, I don't know, 5.30, 5.45 Eastern time. Uh, England, I don't know how to tell you what time that is, okay? Uh, Twitch.tv, and that's Weekly Games Chat. And while you're here, hit that follow button. We'd appreciate it. Uh, but without further ado, I would like to welcome back to the show. Um, we missed you last week, John. I don't know if you caught it and heard us say we loved you and all. Welcome back, Johnny Bear. Good to see you. That was, that was all. I, uh, that was, I had the pleasure, guys, of listening to you guys on Twitch last week. Oh, on my way to my parents' house. And man, oh, man, did I, did I just, have the biggest road rage. You guys are stupid without me on this show. It's I, just I, like I think you're like, mispronouncing the word better. That's true. <laughs> he wonders why did we you, vote to, hey, to remove did him you really every week. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've I've listened to you guys when I've been out of town on the way back. It's it's really fun because you we we all kind of give each other you know shout outs. It's, I love it. I think that's very cool. You just actually for what it's worth, John. You just got five points deposited into your account. Yeah, you did. Does that, does that affect my best friend number? It's or just a friend ranking. We're not bringing best friend into the equation. We got some work to do, but it's not undoable. Nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's Chris, he's clearly in rare form. So hello, Chris. Hey, Sean. I just want you to know uh, the show goes live at 8.30 p.m. On, uh, in UK. That's that's what time would be. Eight thirty. Yeah. Oh no, I'm no, sorry. No, I'm no, dumb. Eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Right. They're f- no, they're five hours ahead of us, Chris. Or is it ten thirty? Wow. I'm just failing it, again it, and hey, again. Math be I hard. I do. Yo. I do math for a living. This is not good. <laughs> what is going on right now? That is amazing. But yeah, we're all here. The gang is all here. Uh, in this part of the show, if you're new to it, you it's called the intro. We kind of just talk about some things that happened over the previous week. Uh, for those of you normal, regular folk, you already know this, so it kind of depends on what we're going to do and, and whatnot. But yeah, uh, it's a small world after all. And and I got to be honest, uh, I want to hear about that, John. What does that mean? Well, Sean, <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you a little story. Uh-oh. About a man named Jeb? No, no. So um I was I was out of I was out of town last week got back this morning and I was um I was with my my dad who was having some issues. If you want an idea of what kind of issues he was having, you can google resume procedure. That's R E Z U M resume procedure. And you can get a little bit more details about what that's all about. But we had his follow-up appointment in which we had to take out um take out his catheter yesterday morning yesterday yeah yesterday morning and we were sitting there in the waiting room and I I turn around as as one does sort of observes what's going on in the waiting room I turn around look behind me and there is this this, this guy there that looks very familiar to me 
and I was like, I'd give money that that is Blake Fullington. Now, who's Blake Fullington, you ask? Why, I'm glad you did. He happens to be uh, a guy I went to high school with, whom I haven't seen in 25 years. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, class of 98. So at least, if not quite 25 years, definitely going on 25 years. Anyway, I was thinking to myself, if I go up to him and I say, Blake, and he goes, no, Tim, I'm going to feel like a, like a jack. Uh, but he was there with his wife sitting right his next wife? to him. And all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden the receptionist calls out, Miss Fullington. And I was like, that's Blake. That's, that's Blake. Blake. That's Blake Fullington. So I was about to stand up and go talk to him, but then we get called back into the room to take his catheter out. And it was just a quick little remove the catheter, and then we'd leave and then come back for four hours later to kind of check up on him, do a quick sonogram of the area to see how it looks. Um, and as, as we were walking out back out to the car, this might take a minute, guys. I just want you to know. Uh, as we were walking back out to the car, I said, Dad, go ahead and... Uh, head to the car. I'll be, I'll be with you in a second. I walked up to Blake. I said, Blake, he looked at me like I was from the IRS. And I said, Hey, it's, it's Jonathan Barron from, from high school. He stands up and goes, man, whoa, that's crazy. Good to see you. How's Jeff? How's Jeff doing? (laughs) Uh, Sean, Jeff is my brother. I have a brother. Wait, you have a brother? Absolutely. So I told him, I told him how Jeff was doing. I told him, you know, it was a long time ago, but you probably remember they had a baby sister at the time. She was like four or five years old. Um, she recently just had a baby, all that stuff. Sean, I have, I have a sister also. Wait, what? Yeah. So we exchanged a couple of words, this and that. And then I went on about my day later that day. I got a friend request from you guessed it, Blake Fullington. Um, so I accepted the friend request. And then later that evening, he messaged me and he said, Hey, it was really good to see you today. Just so happens, uh, my wife His? remembers you. And I went, I was like, really? It doesn't, he doesn't, she didn't look familiar to me. Uh, oh. she said, yeah, she said, she said she used to live in the white farmhouse across the street from you guys when you were building the, the house. This was a long time ago. I right, was seven, seven or eight years old. And I said, I said, uh, I said, okay, what is her name? And he said, well, her name at the time was, um, hold on. What old man this? brain. Old man brain. Old man brain. So that name was, come on, come on, come on. Ah, okay. Lori Van Norman. It was her name. And I was like, I know that name. I couldn't, I couldn't place her out of a, a lineup, but after a second, um, she said, he said, yeah, she remembers you from, she goes, you guys used to live across the street from her and the woman that lives across the street. And in my mind had always lived across the street from us to this day is a woman named Carla. Crazy lady. Let me tell you, got like a hundred cats. Um, but anyway, she then he sent me then he sent me a school class photo. I should share it with you guys. A class photo of 1987, second or third grade. I can't remember, but it was my brother's class. Sean, I have a brother. His name is Jeff. what? 
his second grade class. Um, and I, I was like, and you know, I, I figured maybe I'd recognize the Lori Van Norman from the picture, but nothing, nothing popped up in my head. So it was a friend of my, my brother's. It was like more, she was in, she was more my brother's age. And so I messaged my brother, sent him a pic, sent him the picture. And I, and I go, do you know, can you point out Lori Van Norman in this picture? And he was like, oh yeah, I can. I can. <laughs> Wow. Can I? <laughs> My brother had the biggest crush on Lori Van Norman during that time. But the reason I don't remember is because the, because Lori Van Norman moved out of that house by the time we had finished building our house. And my brother would come over to the house with dad when he was, because dad was building, was the one building the house. He'd come over every day with dad so he could look across the street at this girl named Lori Van Norman because he had the warm squeezies for her. But point of all that is to tell you that it was so weird that a man that I knew in high school in a different county, Dooley County, married a girl that my brother knew in elementary school when we lived in Twiggs County. So, Sean, Chris. There it is. It's a small world. It's a small world, man. (laughs) It's a small world. It really isn't that. That is a crazy thing. You guys looked bored. No, no, I was intrigued. Oh, dude, I was eating Sour Patch Kids like I was at a movie. I couldn't wait for the next <laughs> sentence. But like, it's crazy how you'll go literally. I think Chris, did we see somebody we knew? It's so like you go to a concert in your local area, big city. It's not as weird that you see somebody. But like, if you go out of state or some, I don't know how to explain it. But seeing people you know, what are the chances of that? It's got to be astronomical, but. Yeah. I think that's it. Not only crazy. that, but but he's the first he's the first person from high school that I've seen in over twenty years. Right, it be like that because my when I when my <laughs> when I left high school, my parents picked up and left Dooley County and went and went back to Twiggs County. Well, what I what oh I love God. it. I, I mean, this is humor at its best. The way you you framed it, it was like, "What up, Bailey?" And he's like, "Hey." How's like, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the it's the story of my life. It's the story of my life. So is Jeff the better? He's the better brother. Jeff was the, the problem growing up with a with a guy that's eighteen months older than you is you are compared to him your whole life. Your teacher is the teacher he had the year before. Right. So he right. taught. He taught. She. She. He or she would teach Jeffrey the year before. So my dad would every time, every time he'd walk up, t- walk me to class and go, now, Mr. So-and-so, I want you to really understand this is not Jeffrey. <laughs> this is Jeff's brother, not Jeffrey. Like th- they would, they would sometimes like award, if I, if I won like an award at school, it was this one time I won an award at school. My brother had since gone on to college. It was my senior year and his freshman year of college. And when he announced the award, the principal said, and for this year's award goes to Jeffrey Barron. And I'm like, seriously, he's God. not even here. Well, I have, the, I have what, I have what psychologists call classic middle child syndrome. But explain why couldn't a lot. they, why'd they have to name you Jeffrey? I mean, I did. Oh, you know, John, here's the thing. No, no, no. You know what the, I mean? uh, like 10 years ago, I ran into a girl named Cassie Green. Cassie Green was my first girlfriend ever. Ooh, Cassie Green in the house. In second grade. She was my first girlfriend ever. And when I saw her, I walked up to her and I said, Cassie, hey, it's it's me, Jonathan. She goes, 
Don't you have a brother named Jeff? <laughs> I, I love went. It. I went. Yeah. But you and I went to school together You're for ten years. Right. Right. <laughs> we were eating real quick before we pivot to Chris because Chris is going to tell us why it is, in fact, the most wonderful time of the year. But that's a radio hold because friend of the show, Mike, you know, our friend Mike and I went out to eat the other night at a restaurant and he knew one of the servers. So but chance has it. She's not our server. She's she actually ends up bringing our food out. And he does the thing where he's like, hey, insert name. How you doing? And she's like, hey, how you doing? And then there's awkward silence. And you know right then and there, she has no clue who he is. And he knows she has no clue who he is. So he's like, it's Mike. <laughs> now, she didn't say, oh, you got a brother named Matt or whatever, but it was still If funny. he had done that, oh, that would have been so cool. Oh, that would have been, I would have loved to have been able to say that. But yeah, John, great story. Good to have you back and thoughts and prayers, obviously, you know. Um, I've never met the man, but you say he's like you and stuff, so that means I would like him because I love you. John's uh, like he would. John's like he wouldn't like you. <laughs> picture, uh, picture me at seventy. Oh, I, I would love it. I can't wait. <laughs> it's gonna be great. But Chris, uh, it's not Christmas, so we normally don't say it's the most wonderful time of the year. But I would like to hear your thoughts on why it is, in fact, the most wonderful time of the year. Well, first off, if uh, John needs to be off for work for whatever reason, I feel like we should just extend the invitation to Jeff to be on the podcast that hey, week. Hey, Jeff, we need you. <laughs> Can you imagine? And he comes in and he's like a better John. Comes back. John comes in the next week to log in on Tuesday. And then they're like, oh, um, we should talk. Um, his job. They're like, hey, we're going to. We're actually hiring Jeff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we no. we're, we're just going to pay him of all the people on this show to be but, on here but, every week. But did no. Jeff have a good time with it though. John, like he, he had a good time reminiscing and stuff. Reminiscing about what? The, your whole story, how that happened. Did he give you, did he laugh when he was like, Oh yeah, Jeff, did you even tell him that? I did. And I told, <laughs> I told him what Blake's, what Blake said, he thought that was funny too. Yeah, but um, but I, 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 lucky I would never, I would not want to be a middle child because, yeah, you know, I think my brother hates me because my mom always is like, I'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a, he just wants to put a pencil in my neck. I know it. But Chris, what you it, got, big man? What you got? It is the most wonderful time of the year because I don't know if you know this, Sean. This Sunday. Is National Candy Corn Day, and it is That's the what? one what? week of the year where we get to celebrate the greatest Halloween candy no. No. ever made. And as a as a token of my appreciation, all the kids who come around the neighborhood to my apartment to get candy on Halloween, I take all their Reese's cups away from them and I fill their bags full of candy corn. Because it's just the most wonderful, fulfilling thing we've ever invented in this country. When I think of America, I think of George Washington, <laughs> the bald eagle, and candy cord in that order. What about, what about apple pie and baseball? No one cares about those things. Hot dogs? No. <laughs> candy corn is the greatest uh, achievement. Sean, I, I, of the I past agree that my, my brother should probably replace somebody on the show. <laughs> yes, and we just and found out who. We, yeah, we just found out who. 
<laughs> Chris, I think yeah. I forget about this every year until mm-hmm. you remind me that you like candy corn. It's real. You really do like candy corn. I do. He's eating it right now. He's got a bag. It looked like from Publix. It's like, you look at the ingredients. It just says sugar, <laughs> corn, sugar. And wax. Earwax and, and sugar. Chris, I, I take it you've heard the bit from Lewis Black about candy corn? Uh, probably have, yeah. Okay. He yeah. says all the candy corn that was ever made mm-hmm. was made in 1913. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> I love Lewis Black. <laughs> but, you know. I'm just really happy. I'm also really happy, though, that the other day I got to see my boy return to the role of the doctor, and that I get three more episodes of him next year as the greatest Time Lord that uh, ever lived. So really looking forward to that. But yes, if you want candy corn, please come to my house, and I will be glad to give you all the candy corn you want. John, doesn't your, light, doesn't your wife like candy corn? Oh, geez. Don't get me started on that. Almost worth divorcing her for that. Yeah, it's candy corn. Literally, it's if I was ranking candy for Halloween specifically, it would be whatever the dead last rank is. You very no, raisins? No, it's not quite there for me. It's 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 um, it's 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 candy corn, black licorice, pile of dog feces. You're right. It's right that, up for me now. It's right above pile of dog feces. You're yeah, right. Black licorice can go. Can go. Do something. Go, yeah, yeah. What about sure. those things that were like the wafers that look like something that you probably found at a drugstore from I don't know 1924. You know what I'm talking about? I can't no. remember their names, but like they're like little wafer candies. Like um, they almost look like they they should be like. Pepto Bismol tablets, like in the way they're they designed. pass them out at oh those Smarties? pink those pink wafers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that people don't give them out for Halloween. But but they Sean, speaking we of, speaking of feces, mm. we'll find out next week. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I, there have you noticed people are actually playing it and liking it. I haven't Wonder. noticed. People actually, are liking it, so I, I meant to tell you that I'm glad you said that. But that's Gotham Knights. Uh, for anyone listening, he's going to be getting. Head first into that, you know what I'm saying? My, uh, I, I, I pre-ordered it, and I love a good pre pre-order. Don't pre-ordered we? It, pre-ordered it from pre-ordered it from GameStop, <laughs> and Clarissa went and <laughs> Clarissa Clarissa went and picked it up for me while I was out of town, and I'm so glad I pre-ordered it because if I hadn't have pre-ordered it, I would not have gotten this keychain. Oh, that is amazing! <laughs> and not only that, not only that, it it uh, it lights up. Oh. oh, since we're on Twitch, we can say Pog. That is amazing. Is that your nightlight? No, it's a, it's a, it's a keychain. It looks very cool. But it doesn't blink C-wise. or anything. You have to, you turn it, it's a switch on and off that turns yeah. the light off. It's like C- the dumbest keychain I've ever seen in my life. Uh oh. Look at that. But, Reminder to not show John my keychains. <laughs> see, I was, I was, I was, keychains. I was doing, uh, well, I was doing I a play on words there because, you know, it's Gotham Knights, but it's a light. So I said, is it a night light? You know? Cause, Gotham yeah. night light. No, we yeah. barreled right over that because yeah. you said that. Yeah, we just kind of left that in the dust. Ooh, more candy corn, guys. <laughs> candy corn in the house. Give it up. Uh, 
What an intro, boys. I love it. Minus is simply, what up, dog? And I don't get a chance to do this a lot, but today, the, the day of recording, today is October 25. One year ago today, uh, our beloved uh, dog, Jingles, her name is Jovi Jingles. Uh, yes, Jovi comes from the movie Elf, and Jingles comes from Christmas because we ended up getting her around Christmas. But today is the day of her birth. Uh, dog folks, when you buy, when you get your dog, you know you have a birthday and a gotcha day, right? The gotcha day is the day you actually get your dog. That's going to be, like I just said, sometime in December. Uh, but I wanted to give a shout out to dogs um, simply because I used to be a cat guy. I thought cats were better than dogs. Uh, I thought they were self-sufficient. You know, all we had to do was clean a litter box every now and again. They entertained themselves with, you know, just yarn and other weird things. They didn't chew things. Um, but then I, I met a dog and we kept a dog. Uh, and we we loved a dog like it was one of ours. And it now is, I can't see my life without a dog. Um, they are the greatest friend in the world. They love you no matter what. And everybody who owns a dog knows it. Uh, That's true. I'm in your be, case. I'm, I'll be sad if something happens to this dog and these dogs. And uh, all you dog folks out there understand what I'm talking about. So we've officially now started <laughs> a fight, Chris, where what's the better candy, candy corn versus whatever, or what's better, cats versus dogs. That's what we have brought to the <laughs> intro. For the uh, record, for this you're week. not wrong that they'll love you through anything. Because I've seen you punt jingles about five We're, times hey, this year in game in game <laughs> uh and fun fact we've said this before so just so you know i brought happiness to chris before i was a dog owner uh by you know kind of helping him choose a dog over a guitar could have had a guitar <laughs> you could have had a good a really good guitar life would be so much easier right now <laughs> Man, if y'all could have, you know, Chris's dog, Penny, if y'all could have seen Penny when she was a puppy and she was right, she gave Chris these eyes, Chris, it was over. And and we did the thing, John, where we said, all right, if she's there, we come back. It's destiny, right? Penny's yours. (laughs) You should never do that because they're always freaking there. (laughs) You love your dogs, too. You know how it is. It's Yeah, but you, you know, I hate them. You love and hate. You know what I hate, my dog? But is you you guys know this too. We have one uh Jovi, actually Jingles, the, the birthday dog. She likes to chew things. She's done teething, I'm I think. There. But she loves and she's finding expensive things to chew. Oh no. Cause those are the best things. <laughs> I feel like John's yeah. dog Burgess didn't even know when he came home. He just like was looking around. This cage is bigger. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I was I was gone for a week. So you know, and Jeff, uh, Clarissa, uh, Chris, old man brain. Dude, Chris knows this about Burgess. He's uh, Burgess is very lo- he's the kind of dog that's very loyal to one person, and he's kind of a he's a daddy's boy, and he gives he gives he gives Clarissa a really hard time when I'm away for a while. He was doing good for a few days, but he just started acting out and just being kind of disobedient. I walk in the door this morning. He's happy to see me for about two minutes and then goes upstairs, goes to sleep and ignores me for the rest of the day. Cause you left him. He was now he can, he's relaxed. He's like, okay, whew, thank God he's back. I can rest now. For the Maybe. record though, when I watched him, he would never be disobedient. Cause he was just the happiest boy in the world. He's like, this person is here. I will snuggle with him. 
Love, love, yeah. love. John will not yell at me for being up here <laughs> and doing things. What was he Look, doing? Exactly. Uh, don't mention what? peanut butter, Chris. Chris, peanut what are you butter. doing to my dog? Chris, do not bring up Peter Pan or Jeff right now. One layer cumin, one layer. <laughs> oh, no. Cumin and peanut butter. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, are you boys good? We get on that intro. We're rocking. So good. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed our little intro stuff. We love it. Uh, we actually, you know, it's great. Uh, we won't maybe be able to get to tell you this, but we hope you have a happy Halloween if you are going to do that. Be safe out there in them streets. Uh, the next time we talk to you, it will be in November as far as an intro goes. So uh, with that, we'll end this intro segment and get ready for our main topic ladies and gentlemen we've done it we've arrived at topic time land and listen whether you look down at your app or on your smart device and you scroll to the time marker or if you listen to the entire intro, it does not matter. We all we all are here. We all have made it to topic time. And what I'll do now is I'm, I'm going to shut up because Chris has to do the thing he does to properly introduce today's topic. The topic is Ratatouille. No. feel like you really let that one marinate for a while i did i feel I like, like it i feel like that intro like i didn't want to just come in on the the upswing of it right because right. i gotta let it marinate like the the choir that they got for this because you know it's a rec room so why not actually get a choir and do that <laughs> uh it's very beautiful i must say very 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 beautiful to he listen gave to a slight he gave a slight head bob there a little bobble, but yeah, I mean, you can always. I, I'm going to put the vote in if we find music to actually let it marinate a little bit, for sure. You know, for sure, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, we're excited to bring you guys uh, this topic this week. This is a game that John and Chris have both played. There's a story as to why I didn't. Probably could have at least started it, but I had a roadblock that kind of it really kind of it. I, I, angry is not the right word, but it frustrated me a little bit. But like you just heard, it's Plague Tale. It's the sequel to uh, the first Plague Tale game. And these boys are going to give you some insight on it. And I can't wait to hear. So let's sit back, relax, and let them get going, huh? It's a game about some rats. Um... And news! <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the follow-up to, I think me and John both agreed. Like, John covered this originally when it came out. And it took him by surprise. Uh, what was it? 2018, right, John? When the uh, first one came out, I believe. 
Sounds about right. Yeah. And then in the lead up, like when we had our little off period uh, before for the holidays and we come back and we do our games of the year, I shocked John because like all of a sudden I said like, hey, this was like my number two or three game of the year because I played it during the break and I was just so amazed. Like it, it caught me completely off guard how good this game was. Um, and I would say for both of us, as soon as this got announced, especially with a lot of delays, this was easily one of our most, or at least more anticipated titles this year. Also still true, John? I would say so. Yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, <laughs> We got a lot to say. Yeah. John wants yeah. to take it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for those who are unfamiliar, this is um, from Sobo Studio, makers of Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, and other titles. <laughs> but um, problem it, is, Chris, I, I, I apologize. I've, I've, it's been a long week, and I've, I haven't really had time to kind of mentally think about the game I've been playing. Sure. So, yeah, I knew we were covering this, um, and I and I kind of crammed in a couple hours here and there when I was. I mean, thank thank God I brought my Xbox to my dad's house, but <clears throat> you know he would <laughs> he would be he would be up. He he keeps weird hours, man. So when he's in the room. He's not going to wa- he is not going to watch you play a game. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So, uh I would play the game. I bet if Jeff was playing a game he'd watch. He would. He's the favorite kid. But he was uh I'd be playing I'd be playing this game early in the morning. I'd be playing this game very late at night from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. I'd be tired the next day just cuz I was trying to get I was just trying to get some playtime in. Mm-hmm. But um but from what I've, as you know, as I'm, as I'm just kind of putting my thoughts together, I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so far it's, 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 a, I think in my mind, it's, it's an immediate sequel. It takes all, it, it pretty much takes place immediately in the end of the first game. They're, they're looking, um, uh, Amicia and Hugo, which is the, um, uh, which is the, the two main protagonists. What's going on, Sean? <laughs> Sean doesn't want any spoilers because he's thinking about. Well, he's just started the first game. Oh. Um, to your point. To your point. Uh, I believe it's six months. They say six months has passed since the end of the first game to when we see our our brother and and sister kind of or not, uh, Sean? Yeah, or, yeah, not. or Characters of nondescript that might be on the cover of both games, um, doing things. Um, Are you muted? Is he yeah, muted? he's muted. Yeah, you're right. I'm <laughs> muted. You're right. Uh, I had every opportunity to be ready to play this game. Um, let's put that out there. The game I got an Xbox, as you guys know, and I got Game Pass for two years. Right. The first game was on Game Pass. Forever. Yeah. I started playing in around August or September, and then I kind of stopped. We're not going to bring up World of Warcraft, okay? <laughs> and then I go back to get ready to buy the new game or play the new game, I should say, because it was also on Game Pass. And that's when we learn that Xbox took the first game off of Game Pass. Yep. I was able to play it. I couldn't find a physical copy of the game, and I didn't want to spend $40 to buy the game. Luckily, on today is Tuesday, right, that we'll record. Thursday evening, I found a copy of the game at GameStop, bought it, 
and I've installed it. So my goal is to actually play this game through. So if I feel a spoiler coming along from first game, we are past the, uh, we're, we're way past that. I'm just going to take my headphones off because I think that people who listen that have played the first one and are interested in this one, they should be able to hear what you got to say. So did the first one come to game pass immediately? I don't remember. I don't remember it, what platform I played it on. I don't no, think immediately. I don't think it did, but I believe it, it, it came not long after. Right. It was one of those things. <laughs> yeah. that had, it had a little yeah. initial release and then like two, three months later it came on there. It was, was yeah, it was just it, everywhere. Look, I, I'm excited everywhere to hear after. if, you know, if Requiem, cause I'll tell you this, if Chris don't bring up how good this game looks and if you don't bring up how good this game looks, I'm gonna be mad because Chris, he, he was like, Sean, look at this. And he wasn't talking about the thing he normally is talking about. So this is okay. So we can start, <laughs> we can start there. So one yeah. of the things, one of the things about my parents' house, we, they, they live in, they live in out in the middle of nowhere and it's a house I grew up in, but their internet access is spotty at best. When the when when it's not raining outside on a clear day, maybe maybe they can they can stream Netflix badly. Mm. So what I had to do, and you know, when it comes to these, even the Switch, I mean, you cannot play a game on even the Switch without being connected to the internet. It just it, you can't do it. Sure. So what I had to do is I had to connect my hotspot on my cell phone, sit it on top of my Xbox in order for me to even even uh, connect to the internet. So once I got that going. Not only that, um, my parents don't have any type of a 4K thing. They've got, a, they could possibly, the TV could possibly be 720p. I think it's a 1080p. So I was playing it on 1080p. Um, and the game, even in 1080p, looked, um, looked really, really good. Um, but then, but then I hooked everything up when I got home today and fired it up on the 4K and I went, oh! But uh, but you're you know it, it's 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 a very uh, the even the scenery I don't know Chris you've played this game um, it has it it almost looks like um, the color palettes of uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey yeah which kind of has that look to it but it's yeah. a beautiful game a very high quality double A game for sure it almost it, pass it almost passes as triple A it's like if when you look at this you. I had to remind myself this is a double A game, right? Like that Sobo Studios is not something huge. Like when I when you get to the end and you actually see the credits, like you know, there's there's two parts to the credits. There's kind of the initial one they show you, and then there's the rest of them later on. And of course, the rest of them are more just like, hey, you know, Focus Interactive. Here's all the people working legal and all that kind of stuff. But when you're looking at like the core people who actually work on this game, it's not a very long list. It's like maybe a hundred people. Um. And when you look at this, this is just shows you in today's world where we're going with technology. When you don't have to worry about last gen and making something work there, even a double A studio that has an engine that they built and they understand and you know they've worked on for the last couple of years, they can make outstanding things. And I really feel like a lot of this game as you're going through is them kind of coming out and saying like, no, we can make, we can make believable environments just about anywhere. Like th this game is a consistent visual tour, right? Like of starting out and having these just lush, uh, you know, castle ruins with a little bit of, you know, foliage, 
around you to then going into these beautiful forests with these tall trees, right? You're eventually going down coastlines and seeing these beautiful waves. But even on top of that, you'll see that environment. Then you'll start to see the storm come in as the level goes later on. And all of a sudden here you are going through that same environment in a full, you know, like <laughs> just like a sea storm almost, right? Like, you know, pounding the coast and you see how different everything changes to then also when you get into the nitty gritty from these beautiful moments that are kind of like almost last of us, like peaceful moments, then all of a sudden descending into the darkness and despair of the plague and all these rats that are just, everywhere where you just feel like there's no hope for anyone. And that's, and that's kind of to your point there. I mean, that's kind of where the, the triple a factor comes in. Um, I thought, I thought the rats in the first game looked pretty incredible, Yeah, but they, but, but in this one, you know, they really upped the ante. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to describe in the, in the, in the, in the first game, you look at it and it looks amazing. But you can kind of if if you sort of focus on one rat in that big swarm of rats, and you can sort of see it moving, and it eventually disappear off the screen. In this game, if you look at those rats, yes, I've done this. <laughs> if you look at it, if you try to focus on one rat, you'll see it just go across the entire screen. It never sort of disappears mm-hmm. as the as the image is kind of refiltering the image and and doing whatever it is they do magically behind the scenes. Um, so they've really improved the the mechanics, the physics of the, of the rats. Um, and you know, the star of the game is the rats in many sense, in, in, in a, in a big sense, but this game wouldn't work just like the first game. If, if you didn't really care about these two main protagonists in a way that's, uh, in my opinion, rather unusual about any game it's very difficult i mean it's like it's like you you feel for these characters the way you feel for joel and ellie yeah um, it, and it kind of has cool. it has that vibe about it 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 even has those moments too because like there are these parts with the score where it's almost like a spanish guitar acoustic guitar playing that almost reminds you of that main theme of joel and ellie as you're walking like you know through the woods together you know and it's peaceful and you're kind of just reflecting on life with them and what they've gone through and and knowing that there's probably very tough times ahead and just to even say how much they've taken you know the the vocal performances here to the next level yeah the first game i feel like had some from what i recall had some side characters right people you would run into the villains of course and and just that but it primarily was 90%, 90%, you know, Amicia and, and uh, Hugo, right, is mm-hmm. most of the time uh, with a couple of additions late. This game has a bunch of like revolving people that will show up and have their moments, and they don't ever feel like they're tacked in to the game, like just tacked onto the game. Like they're just a afterthought. Like, no, they take time to build all the characters that they're introducing to you so that you understand what their points of view are. Um, and you know, even encompassing them into the actual gameplay itself, right. Where they all have unique things that they're doing that make you think about how to use them as much as you're using Amicia and and Hugo too to overcome your obstacles. And I really like that. Like there was, I was very surprised just how many characters I was like, man, I really like this person. And like, you know, it, it raised the stakes because I'm just like throughout the whole entire time, 
This game is called Requiem at the end. I know it's it's not going to be a happy scenario. You know, the the first game was not a happy scenario. So the whole entire time, I'm just going, please don't let this person die. Please don't let that person die. I want to save you all. I want to save everyone. <laughs> Except for, you know, maybe like the random French soldiers that I just extinguished their torches and watched millions of rats devour their bodies. They can die, but not these people that I've gone, you know, grown accustomed to and, and really learned to care over my journey. But um, as far as the story, I don't know, Sean, if you want to take your headphones off for this part here. Well, I, yeah, I look, well, I, first I got to say, <laughs> yes, I actually went to Google and said, what is a requiem? Yeah. Because I thought I knew and I thought it had to do with church and it kind of does have to do yes, with church. Does. That's what if you Google it. But then I have to tell you guys that somebody actually said, what is a Requiem's Requiem or something like that? <laughs> people people are so funny. But yeah, I'm here. Um, and I'll just kind of give me a thumbs up. Yeah. Because I think you're, I'm very, guys, chat, listeners, I'm very excited to play this game. And I do want to point out that once it's played, even though I'm not talking about it today, it could show up on my best of list, potentially. I don't yeah. know what they're going to give it, so that's why I'm being very careful. I'm not so much. Spoilers. I'm not going to spoil much in this game. It's more of like I don't want to spoil things that. Have I mean, it, it, yeah. it takes place in the 1300s during uh, during or a little bit after what is the French, the Hundred Re- Years uh, War. That yes, mm. but the but the French Wait, there was a war for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a war between France and and England. Wait, mm. France actually fought a war. Many, yeah, <laughs> they used to they they used to fight wars. Yeah, yeah they crazy. all did. Um, but um, now they're only good for hosting their own invasion. Yeah, I, I this this game. It even playing the little bit I played the first game. You know that the vibe is not like joyous. No, yeah. I mean that, that's one of the things that it masters about the setting. It it the, you really get a sense that these people when when I mean. Even in the even in the previous game, the, it really highlights when when there's moments where you come across this town that seems unusually happy. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, this is about to this is about to get effed up real quick because you are in a you're in a world, and this is in a world. This isn't just fictitious. I mean, this was the norm. I mean, life expectancy. If you were 40 years old, if you were our age. You were you were uh you were old. writing your will. You you were considered, you know, an old guy and you probably looked a lot like Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Um, uh the gray or the white? Life was <laughs> gray. <laughs> Definitely the gray. The gray, Definitely the gray, the gray, the gray. I mean, life was <laughs> life was hard and just brutal and and in many ways disgusting. Yeah. Um yeah. and this and this and this game doesn't romanticize what people might feel about ba- about what things were like back then it it lays it out it i mean there are times when you were just walking through i mean plagues were a dime a dozen back then i mean mm-hmm. it was just called the plague i mean it's just w- regardless of what it was at any given time um, yeah i recently saw a picture of all right it was on the internet boys so it may or may not have been real okay but no it was it was a it was a gravesite from from bodies that were a part of whatever plague hit in that area at that time back in the day. Yeah. And it was like everybody. Yeah. 
Like, plagues could they're, they're called a plague for a reason. They can wipe you out. I think was it the Black Plague estimated took out about one third of all of Europe. Is is <laughs> what happened? And to John's point, like they do it very well. Like there's a part where you you're on this river and it looks completely beautiful, right? But then there's also you have to do something. You have to kind of unclog something, and all of a sudden you hop down, and there's just bodies everywhere just rotting and you can as as amicia is like trying to wad through this and get to where she needs to go she's like feeling like she's about to yak i'm feeling like i'm about to yak you know? it, it does a good job like in to john's point too you'll see these nice places and you know the uh old uh phrase um uh what's the best way uh blank rolls downhill yeah You'll have these beautiful places where everyone's all festive and happy. And as you start to slowly go down and you're like, okay, now we've hit the slums. Oh no. Now we've hit, uh, Oh, here's where the butcher is. Okay. This is already getting worse and worse. And now here's where the, uh, plague is at the moment. <laughs> and you just, you feel it getting worse and worse and worse as you, as you go into these places. Uh, so like going new sacrifice, you know, like in that game for me, I haven't played a game where the audio messed with me as much as that game. And I think that was intentional, obviously sure. in that game. Does this game, are you saying it kind of gets you in that point with some of the sound effects? Yeah. I bet the audio is pretty good. I haven't put, I haven't used headphones. Um, <laughs> so I was like, the game looks great. No, I did. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is <laughs> you mentioned Hellblade and they told you to, spe- they, everybody was specifically saying, wear headphones for that game yeah, because of, because of, because of the auditory designs that they were doing. But, um, this, this game just, just really captures how desperately difficult everybody's life life was back. back (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you're just, and and, and Chris, I don't know when I think about this game, it's almost like a stealth game had a baby with uncharted a Um, lot more this time for the last of us. Um, it's kind of, a You've got a you've got a main character who's she's she might be sixteen at this point, but in the first game she was fifteen. Mm-hmm. So she has she has certain ways of defending herself, but she's not what you would call overly powerful. I mean, her abilities I think her abilities are much more advanced in this game than the previous one. For sure. By far. I'm excited um, to see what those are and it may, obviously you boys can highlight them. Um because what I gathered is there's a lot of in both games, there's rats, obviously. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be a lot of Stealth maybe not be the right word, but like just not being found by rats. Yeah, the rats are often. I mean, the rats are very much just like the first game, very much a a puzzle in and of itself. And it's right. really, it's really. I mean, it, it's it's really a brilliant piece of game design. Um, when when it comes, particularly in the first game, because you set up you set up what these rats are, what why they're there, but you also set up the rules that they have to follow. Um, it's almost, it's, it's the rats are game design in and of, in and of itself. There's certain rules that, that you, that things that you do to make sure the rats stay over there versus be around you. Um, mm. and, and it turns the entire level almost into one giant puzzle going from point A to point B. And you've got this sea of rats in front of you with no appearance of a, of a pathway. And you've got to figure out how to get through these rats. Jeez to you know but but because but because there's certain rules that are in place that you know that the rats are scared of this or if you do this the rats might disperse for a few seconds you're able to manipulate the environment to allow yourself to 
solve the puzzle, if you will. And um, that's done through a lot of new, more advanced abilities. Kind of a, it's been a while, Chris, but Sean, go ahead. It's been a while. It's been a while, but I think the first game had the alchemy element to it. Yes. But this builds on that alchemy and uh, Sean alchemy. <laughs> yeah. Googles. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of the, I guess it's kind of the idea of turning, turning a rock into something that it can't be turned into that kind of thing. It's like chemically speaking, it's like a mix between chemistry and, and magic, that kind it's, of thing. Yeah. But you're able to do these things with your weapons, um, manipulate them into different types of elements to do, to do things that help you, navigate the world that these these weapons are not just self-defense weapons and offensive weapons they're puzzle solving weapons yeah, so it's really cool. i mean it's a really a cool um it's a really a, you get a new weapons well almost like you know you it's almost like you can filter filter down i want to use my sling and i want to use this element or do i want to use my this weapon and use this element to put this on the weapon and do it this way it's like you're it's like you're filtering down a spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> when when you're using the weapons wheel and Pivot sometimes tables. you can sometimes you can you can screw oh, no. up and find yourself not having enough yeah material to Though, pass through wait, typically is that you why need chris something... likes the weapon wheel because it reminds him of a spreadsheet uh, <laughs> but uh, i never me... thought about it until this game i'm like man it's like it's like a it's like it's like using filters on a spreadsheet to be fair if you need something in particular to get through an obstacle, they are generally going to put a lot of it around you. Yeah. I'm talking more like the true puzzle. Like there is a part in this Chris, specifically. You're playing it on easy no, mode. No. So there's materials <laughs> everywhere. Is there easy mode, man. As you go longer in the game too, cause there's like a whole upgrade system in this Two one too. Minutes, it, gets, it gets a lot easier as you go later in the game than it is earlier in the game. Um, the big thing I will say with this, as far as the puzzle solving that, you know, we said this is a double a game and this is like the one time in the game where at times I would feel like it was double a was mainly either the rats or just combat because combat, there's one animation that everyone does if they run into you, which is you could be running this way and all of a sudden everything changes. Cause the guy's going to be in front of you and he's going to knock you to the ground and either it's your first hit and you can get away or it's your second hit and you're going <laughs> to die. So one of those two <laughs> things are about to happen. That happens no matter who it is you're facing. That's just the way it is. Um, but the other side of it is all the rats are, are, are AI like physics based. Right. And there are times in this game where just by the luck of the draw of the way the rats are moving at a certain moment where I had one particular section, people saw this on stream while I was doing it, where I had to get to this one thing. I can see the one thing I need to get there, right? Rats all, all around it. And I'm doing everything. I'm using every tool, trying to move them to the left and right just long enough for me to get there, take the tool, use the tool and get back before, <laughs> before they all devour me. And I would just have the worst luck with some of these, like where if I'm, you have one tool, whereas John said, like you can kind of throw it and it attracts the rats to that spot. Everyone that was right here would right here would go right in front of me. There would be one rat that would not go. And as I start to step all of a sudden, here come five more little rats with them trying to come devour me. And then I die. Or, you know, I would 
I would well, sit there and create bonfires, right? And also try to move people. But again, I'd have those issues so that by the time I actually get down there, now my bonfire is dying out. And of course, before I can get everything, it took me like, you know, those, that was probably the most frustrating moment in the game where I was like, okay, I get this is AI driven and, and, you know, it's kind of just a little bit luck, but it was like infuriating in that one point, that one section, because I was just like, I can see what my objective is. I know what they want me to do and I am doing it, but it's just not working because of chance (laughs) basically. Well, that, that reminds me of this big giant environmental puzzle mm-hmm. um, where you're, you're trying to get from one side of the area to the other side and the game breaks. Mm-hmm. If you, I don't know if you've noticed this, Chris, um, I'm stupid. And sometimes when I, sometimes when I'm trying to figure out a, how to solve a puzzle, I, f- I solve the, I solve a puzzle in a way that it doesn't want me to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, I'm saying the game and the game will just completely glitch out. If you find yourself where you meant to go without going through the process that it wanted you to go through. Mm-hmm. Like I got to this point where I crossed this plat, got to the other platform and I had to throw something. The idea was to get to that point and throw something to your partner so that they could easily get to you. Gotcha. But because I skipped a few steps and didn't do it exactly the way I did, the guy on the other platform froze. Oh, and wow. I couldn't I couldn't throw him the stick. He would I'd throw it at him and he just he wouldn't pick it up. No. Um <laughs> just stuff like that. So the game would glitch on me a lot. Um hmm. where I would and and it could you know it could be where I was at uh geographically in the redneck capital of Georgia or uh, I don't know. I mean, did you, I don't know if you experienced many glitches, but there were times that I had to restart the area because I only game wasn't cooperating with me. I only had one crash. Um, The big thing I found myself. So probably the biggest difference, I think going Mm -hmm. level to level in this game from the first one to this is that it really felt like for the most part, you had at most one or two paths. In a, in a section and then it was just kind of a question of how were you going to move things right like were you gonna hit the pile of of armor over here to make the guard walk over or if he wasn't wearing a helmet were you gonna hit him in the face with a rock and kill him you know like but regardless you're still gonna go around this path and and then sneak to the next area this time the maps are much open with a lot of choice you know in in opening yourself to a bunch of experimentation right um to get through everything and i found myself dying a lot just because i would keep trying different ways like i wanted to see like well what happens if i try this thing and of course now i've learned this alerts x guard here here and here (laughs) versus if i go here oh I forgot there were rats over there. Now they all murder me. Great. You know, I'm slowly piecing together what is the appropriate way to to move through the levels. And I think sometimes I would get myself just pushing those boundaries where it would feel like then all of a sudden the world would snap back on me and I'd find myself trapped in a way where there wasn't a good, clear, easy solution out of it. Right. Except to try to run and haul towards where the exit was and just hope I could do it, you know, which I didn't yeah, want some, to do. So a lot of times I would just restart, 
when I got in those Some, situations. Yeah, sometimes I would. I, sometimes I would haul it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get to where I was going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it, you're. It's. It's. It's definitely where those kind of double A moments sort of. Yeah. Sort of poke their ugly head. One of the things that. I don't know. I might be missing something about the game. Um, I know you finished it. I'm. I'm about. I'm way over halfway. I'm. I think there's 17 chapters. I'm in chapter 11. Yeah. Not with the IRS folks, but um, it's got this thing where it sort of deals with the idea of violence. Yes. And any given partner that's with you, if you if you do something a little bit on the violent side, if you if you take down a soldier, they make a comment about it. Um, they seem to, they seem to point out the fact that you didn't have to do it that way. You, you, you know, and it sort of deals with, um, Amicia's kind of anger progressively through the story. But from what my, it seems to me that it's not really a, a, a narrative thread that they really commit to in the sense of you making a choice, whether to stealth it out or really kind of wreak whole yeah. hell on, on people I, it's like regardless of what you do the story is going to play out the way it's going to play out with the themes that they want to it, it, it didn't seem it doesn't it hasn't seemed like anything i've done and i've played i've played through level areas stealthily i've played through areas a little bit more viciously but it doesn't seem to do anything to change no I how the story so. progresses no i and think that's it, a, it's like it's like it's like why are you going here i why is it giving you the impression? I mean, I think there's a, I think there's a, um, a passive, um, I think there's a passive level gauge of of your of your experience leveling up, leveling up based on, based on how you play. Yes, um, I haven't really, so, I haven't really hashed that out in my head about how it really works, but I know it's there. Basically, the more the way you play. Of the three ways, right? So if you're the person who is just murking people, Sean, for not the most three part, ways. yeah, three ways, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you're gonna get perks over time that really help you as far as like being able to stun enemies longer, right? Um, it, it just have more access to ammo and, and all that kind of such. Versus if you're a kind of person where if you just completely are undetectable. Uh, throughout you'll get a lot of perks of like your you don't make as much noise you can move faster crouching uh and then there's also the kind of perk of like when you're a person when you do get caught and counter instead of like countering and trying to like kill them you run away right like that's its own upgrade tool too that gives you kind of more counter time right and i think uh even more opportunities to it which i really didn't do i didn't focus on that one probably should have um, <laughs> but um i think the commentary of the game is uh, and this kind of goes back is like when you think of where these characters ended in the first game amicia is just she's so pissed at how the world has treated her brother and over time it's like it's a combination of this is a story really about desperation right of of someone looking for a solution to what feels like an impossible uh problem in front of her and it's game this thing of everyone around her just wants her brother dead wants her dead and she you know while i don't think it's like as you said i you can make choices 
it's definitely designed where regardless if you're going to make those choices, there's going to be moments where it's like, no, you're about to, you know, she's going to get angry and she's going to do whatever she can to defend Hugo in that moment. And that definitely seems like it's going for a straight up very last of us type vibe, right? Like think of Joel in the first last of us and, and how that ended um, and how he got so protective Ellie. It feels very similar to me um, in, in this one. And it feels like I said, it's built off that first, that first game, I think, and just how everything is set up for them. But, uh, I don't know. I think, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited actually to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one thing you just said that I kind of went, Hmm, mm-hmm. is the fact that it's the game apparently is openly showing people want them to dead. And yes. I don't, I want to know why. Because in my little head, there's a plague, and they're trying to escape the plague. Well, but it's it, more than that. It's yeah, it's it's a setup. Like there's a reason why it's these two characters, right? And um, that we're focusing on here, and there's a connection to everything going on. Um, but it's really hard to say anything without spoiling the first game, Sean. Yeah, well, do, like, I, I can take my headphones off if you want to feel yeah. them in real quick. Give uh, me a thumbs up to come back. Right. No need. I don't think you sure? need to. Yeah. I mean, no yeah. okay. Well, now somebody that has played it might be like, what is he talking about? I got to make sure I know. True. I just, I, all I'll say is by the time I, uh, like, so far, my favorite chapter has been chapter nine because it really starts to narratively tell, tell you, mm-hmm. uh, tell you, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like Hitchcockian, Hitchcockian, Hitchcockian. That's the word in a way where it's like it shows it's like you're looking over here and then you're like, Oh, Whoa, there was something over here the whole time, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's, it's, it's dealing with really, um, really, really, it's, it's just got a really fabulous story that I'm really engaged in. It's been so long since I've played the first one. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know that I can compare the two in my head right now. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we, I Wikipedia the first game to sort of narratively remind me. Go, oh of, yeah. And it, and it sort of gives you the low down yeah. hint of, of what happened previously to kind of remind you, catch you back up. But, um, you know, they're, you know, they'll say names. I'm like, I don't remember who this is. And, it's like that that last that last part of the first game was so memorable that it's almost the last thing was the one thing you remember the most and all the like the all the things it took to get you there kind of just disappear. Yeah. But um kind of like when you never mind. <laughs> but yeah. Um one other complaint but, but, Yeah. I maybe go with these larger levels while I appreciate the more larger opportunity to explore to explore and take different paths and and really think about yeah uh think about how do i really want to approach the problem in front of me right and know that i could go left and john could go right and how we have to deal with that problem could be very very different the one thing it it has moments on some of these levels where it's that last of us part two thing for me where i'm like did we really need 10 more enemies right there? Did we really need that section before we got to the cutscene, guys? You know, I'm just, I'm like, come on, man. I was like, I think we've, I think we've murdered enough folks today. Can we just, you know? Oh, so you're murdering everybody. Of course I am. John, if you give me 
The first time I realized in this game no series... No wonder you finished the game so quickly. You're not I did not. Down, I did, by the way, I did not finish this game quickly. It was about, it was about 18, 20 hours for me to beat this game. Because um, I was exploring everywhere for resource. You know, just trying to get the upgrades, which is... They are vital. Um, but, uh, you know, anytime you give me a game, John, where I can have a guy walking around just thinking he's safe holding his torch and... I can snuff that torch out and then watch rats just completely murder him in front of me and know I did that. That is a cool thing to do. Yes. I mean, that's, I'm going to do it every single time. Yes, Sean, (laughs) that's possible in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, regarding that, um, the one thing, you know, it's, it's easy to get frustrated with this and I go back and forth, but I think the intent of the combat the combat is very can come across as very frustrating mm-hmm. sometimes because you know it, it's not like you're Nathan Drake and you can just you know whip out a pistol you know and then just take down a, a horde of enemies. They didn't have pistols back then, did they? Oh yeah, that's right. But um, did they? Did no. they? No, maybe. No. I don't know. Hand cannons? <laughs> no, they didn't have pistols. But um, it's just it, it's like the it, 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 you have to sort of remind yourself that. You're facing off with these these soldiers as a 16 year old girl, and I think the game wants you to feel yeah like a 16 year old girl. No, the game wants you to feel that you know this is still a you know younger girl that doesn't have the brute strength, the physical prowess. All she has is her wits and her ability to be as quick as she can be to get to take somebody down before if they, I mean, if they get near you, uh, you, you don't have a lot of options. Um, yeah. Except to run. That's why I, I kind of said, like if they catch you, it's the same animation no matter what. And you're going to, you're going to end up on your back. And there's really, unless you happen to have a knife on you in that moment, which is like your kind of one get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. It's either hit X and run away or prepare for death. You know, that that's how it is every single time. And it could be could be a guy that's just got a spear or it could be a full-fledged knight with a huge mace on fire that's doing this to you. It's going to be kind of the same result if you get caught in their grasp. And, you know, it, it would be nice, as you said, like if it was like Nathan Drake a little bit and maybe I could do a roll and then a punch and then run. But, you know, you don't really have that here. Yes, sir. How about a roundhouse kick? Come on. Right? A roundhouse kick. Watch out. Boys, I did want to point out that Hag himself, and if you're a listener of this chat or this <laughs> of this podcast, you know that we bring him up. He he's in our Twitch chat. He did say that uh this double A game, by the way, he didn't mention it, is greater than Odyssey. <laughs> I agree. But he uh he follows up later and he goes, John, he has a question actually for you, John. How's the fast travel? Unnecessary. Does- Non-existent. And non- non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that they ask you that. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I'm I'm thinking Chris is giving it a seven and a half. I'll tell you that much. Oh. Well, I, I mean, think John's giving it a. He's not going to give it a score. Watch, he's going to do that little thing. I'm going to have to fight John. Yeah, I heard you guys talking crap about that last <laughs> week. <laughs> we will every single time. <laughs> Oh no! And worse, I heard it live. I heard it live. Oh no! 
<laughs> and I right. wasn't logged into Twitch, so I couldn't You're say anything. You're just like, mother, they're, they're. I tried to log into Twitch. It gave me three tries. I forgot my password, and it locked me out. <laughs> I would have banned you anyways from the chat that week, John. I would have just been like, nope, silence, John. You imagine his fury after he attempted to log in three times. <laughs> Finally gets it. Only because he stopped and pulled over at a QT on the way down to Georgia. And, you know, and then you ban him. Oh, he would be angry. Yes. Do you have something to add before we get to the Richard Chris or what? Um, no. It's so like I said, as far as the Richard, it's really hard because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how high to go. Because like, if I compared this to say like how God of war in a couple of weeks here, or even like call of duty where those studios have unlimited resource to make something that can look as great as possible. Right. I don't know <laughs> what this game would have been, right. If this had been naughty dog making this game and you could have worked on it for four years and had 400 people working on it. It would have not only looked great, it would have had a great combat system. It would have had perfected everything. Like everything. Since when has Naughty Dog had a great combat system? Since the last one. Was John hates Naughty Dog, Chris? Yeah, Bad I know, studio I to bring up. Uh, since <laughs> Last of Us Part Two. Uh, but. Um, not a good combat system. You know, but on the other hand, I go for a double A studio. I don't know what more you could have done. Like this game. Looks better than any double A game I've ever seen. It's ambitious as heck with the AI as far as what it's doing with rats and the soldiers and how they're just kind of left to to act. And you know, sometimes right. you get those little parts where sure the the wall comes down, right? Like because you're like, I I want I hit this thing to try to make this guard go over here. That guard doesn't that I thought was gonna see it didn't. This guard down the hill did though. So now he's coming up to me instead of going, people are going away and it makes it, you know, you're kind of like irritated in those moments, but you reset and then you try something else and you go, Oh, well that worked and you feel great. And you see again, why those systems are really cool when they work. But the thing I will say that is triple a, and I put this out there on there uh, on our uh, discord. I said, Microsoft should buy this freaking studio because it has so much potential because their story, their, their sound and just setting everything is there where you, if you gave this studio unlimited resource and time, they, they could not make own some, it already. I, I'm no. surprised they don't at this point. And uh, I, I got mad at Chris for saying that. I can't believe he just brought that on there. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I didn't say it because of Microsoft <laughs> because I'm like, literally they've been making games with Microsoft for five so, years. So when I said back to that, John, I was like, why you got to say Microsoft? Why can't Sony buy it? Which he then said, you know, Adobe Studios makes Microsoft Flight Simulator and they have a relationship. Yes. Fair point, but all relationships start somewhere. So Sony technically could have a relationship sure. start. But it'd be like... So I thought he was being a homer. He wasn't, no. he says. No, like they've made... If you go back to the 360 generation, they made a ton... Like ReCore, they worked on ReCore for Microsoft with... Uh, the folks that did. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Seriously, look it up, John. You'll be surprised. I, was, I didn't even know that. I was like, what? Like, they have worked on a ton of Microsoft games for uh, the year. So I'm like, if you're if you're Phil, if you're gonna go buy another studio, I'd be like, this is the one I would go buy. Um, just because. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh oh, we got clipped. You but got the, got, man. Right. I'm just saying. 
But that said, um, <laughs> the more I thought about it, I think my Richard, just because this is one of the best story experiences and it, it hit me on the level of last of us part two. Oh, um, it's a nine. Oh God. I'll give it a 9.5 right now. I, I like, like I really, when this game ended, I was sitting there speechless the other night. Like it really hits hard. Uh, and I had to sit there and had to think about what I just saw. You had some requiems. Yes. What? <laughs> Misuse of the word. <laughs> You know, no, I would, actually, requiem is to reflect on the dead. That's what it means. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I said requiems. Requiems. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> but anyway. It's like it's like a plague tale recreation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A plague tale Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> nine nine point five, John. Your boy just gave it a 9.5. I hope yeah. Darksiders, I hope that team listens to this podcast and they, they are should. naming the next Darksiders, Darksiders, Tennessee. <laughs> they should. If they know, dude, man, give us like, give us, you know, we plug it just relentlessly. Love a good we plug. Would, we would do it uh, for sure. Yeah. So it's uh, because I'm, uh, because I'm, I'm on chapter, I'm, you know. You're on I'm 11. Not, I mean, you're. No, I, might, I might be on chapter 10. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but the way it's going, so last, last night I had to, uh, I consciously kept telling myself I had to get up at 6am to leave my parents' house to get back to Columbus so I could at least start a full day's work. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll do, I'll get six hours of sleep. Um, you know, and <laughs> you know, I'll go to bed at 11. I finally, I finally went to bed at 1am last night because it just kept pulling me along. Um, I did not want to stop. Uh, so I'm definitely a, a provisional nine right now. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm. It hasn't disappointed me um, really at all. It can be. It can be um, a frustrating game to play at times. Um, it just kept pulling, John. But it just kept pulling it. Tugging at it. Just old tug and pull. <laughs> so we got some high marks well, I just, coming I want to get it over with so I can play a real masterpiece. There we go. Gotham Knights free keychain. What's up? Hashtag swag. I'll tell you this. Uh, this game looks better than uh, Gotham Knights. Visually. You don't know that. Oh, jeez. You don't know that. Why would you that's, a pre- that? that's a pretentious statement. What does that mean? It just what the heck artistically is- looks, be- it looks better. Uh, anecdotal. I've looked at John. Go fire, go fire it up, John. Hey, Chris, you want to borrow when I'm done? <laughs> but yeah, it's, this has been uh, the topic time for uh, a Plague Tale Requiem. Tennessee. So uh, hopefully, these boys, they, I, real talk, when they, when John covered it a while back, uh, many years ago, I, I remember thinking, I want to play that game. Um, and then I, I was really more of a PlayStation guy. I played some Xbox, didn't really get into Game Pass. Now that I'm in Game Pass, you heard the story about me wanting to play the first game. Now I'm going to play the second one, too. It's going to be a good time. It's it's a different kind of vibe. Uh, thank you guys so much for doing that that review. Um, and yeah, I mean, high, high praise. Hopefully some folks listen to it and, and what you guys said they pick up on and they want to experience that story. Because I sure do. But there we, there we are, Chris. There we are. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News.
news. News. And we got some stuff Fred off. Fred off. What? Fresh off the press Fred uh, for this edition of Weekly Game Chat, episode 378. Um, so what do you think? Yep, that's right. That's the first topic we're going to talk about. And here we go. Let's get ready to dive into this one. Uh, regarding the Xbox acquisition of Activision Blizzard, the UK has opened up to public opinion as it enters its final stages of investigation. The Competition and Market Authority has published its issues statement, which means that any third party, including the public, are free to share their views with a deadline to submit by October 28th. So, if you're hearing this podcast, that's from two days from now. That's a Friday. Better hurry up. It began looking into the deal back in July to find out if Microsoft owning all of these properties could harm competition and consumers with Microsoft saying Sony was too big to fail. So, are we going to officially put in thoughts and prayers to the Competition and Market Authority from the UK? Can we? Are we considered the public? I should coordinate with Nacho um, to make sure. Or does Nacho live in England? Yeah, Nacho lives in England, right? A coordinated attack. No, he lives to in make Texas. Sure no, to who make, is it? To Damn. make sure that Microsoft does not get Activision Blizzard. <laughs> well, I'll uh, I'll work with our our UK listeners to draft the the response they should be filing. The correct response. <laughs> I have to give it to Phil Spencer. He's he has brilliantly handled the PR for this. Because what he was able to do, and this is why this is why this is this is why they should never allow Jim Ryan to talk. Jim Ryan was complaining about a game, Call of Duty, not being on their platform. And simultaneously, this happens in the UK and, and other places where they're looking into the acquisition. And Phil Spencer is taking this whole issue. This whole issue that has nothing to do with Sony and making it about Sony. Sony's too big to fail. Sony's too big to fail. And that's never <laughs> because Jim Ryan opened his big mouth. Um, and, and believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know at this point, I'm very agnostic about whether they do or do not get Activision Blizzard. Um, I don't care. But at the same time, I can see this, uh, some, some, some serious consequences to the acquisition creating a precedent. But at the same time, you know, Phil Spencer, to his credit, just rolled with Jim Ryan's comments that he said at this point a month and a half ago, because at this point, and, and this is the way to go. This is the way to get it done. I mean, this is, this is how you handle it. Um, they want you to believe that the sole issue is Sony feels picked on. They want you to believe that that's what this is about. And they've done a good job making people think that that's what this is about. So props to Phil Spencer. Yes. Poor, poor, poor Sony. <laughs> but uh, you should not dismiss the ability. <laughs> I was like, wait, I was like, Sean? Mm -hmm. No. You should, not, you should not dismiss the, uh, the, the skills that Phil Spencer I didn't has. dismiss you. Oh, well, speaking of that, uh, <laughs> Activision Blizzard has failed in its attempt to have the gender discrimination lawsuit filed against it by the state of California. The California Civil Rights Department, CRD, is encouraged by this news saying, quote, with the Court of Appeals denial of the writ of mandate, the CRD will continue litigating this case to enforce the civil rights guarantees in the Fair Employment and Housing Act, 
and the California Equal Pay Act on behalf of women who worked for Activision. The Court of Appeals ruling allows the CRD to continue pursuing relief for the thousands of women in California who have suffered sex-based discrimination, harassment, and retaliation as Activision workers. Thousands? The, the case is currently pending with a trial date of February 2023. Mm-hmm. Hmm. May those who have been victimized get swift justice. May those who have falsely accused of being victimized get also swift justice. Damn. Take what you will of that. That's one of them things where... Uh... If you uh, if you the government and you got a government entity, it's pretty hard to get them off your back. Well, it's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gonna they gonna get their money. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, it's the last thing Activision Blizzard obviously wanted to move forward. They attempted to kind of make it stop. It didn't. And everything you just said, John. Yeah. If there's any wrongdoing out there, um, may there be justice for that. Um, and in the same token, if if there's nothing that was bad let there be light on that too and and hopefully everybody learns from this and we can kind of not have these kind of things happen uh in our in our gaming world anymore um i know that's wishful thinking but you know that's what i'm here for um josh why not san antonio or dallas (laughs) that's funny Josh. Why Austin? <laughs> so the question in chat by one of our good friends was can't Activision Blizzard just move their base to Austin? No, that's where all the streamers live. <laughs> yeah. They don't have room for Activision Blizzard. <laughs> that was funny, Josh. Uh MPD though for September. Not funny. Just a bunch of sports games, right? Apparently. Yeah. Uh, September was the month of sports game. In addition, six new games hopped onto the top 20 this month. Here are September's top 10 at number 10, the brand new title, Mario Kart eight, <laughs> a sports game. Yep. Nine Elden ring. Which this, game? This is kind of surprising, but awesome. Uh, Jojo's bizarre adventure, all-star battle. Good for them. Seven saints row. Uh, Six, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Cowabunga Collection. Five, The Last of Us Part One uh, Remake, or whatever you want to call it, remaster. Four, Splatoon 3. Three, NBA 2K23. Two, Madden NFL 23. And, of course, number one, as it is, I think, pretty much every September, FIFA 23. I guess next year it will be, what, EA Football FC or whatever they're calling it? I don't know. They got some new title. Yeah. It's the biggest sport in the world that John hates. Mm-hmm. What's that? FIFA? Soccer. You Indeed. hate soccer. Oh, yeah. I despise it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'd, I'd, I'd rather watch paint rot than a, than a soccer it's, game. It's amazing you say that and mean it. Because I love no, the I sport. No, I absolutely 100% mean it. I, 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 I think I could be kind of saying this right, but they delayed, uh, and this is a tie-in to the next thing, pretty pretty terribly, I might add. They delayed the World Cup because it's going to be in Qatar this year until like November. So it would be cooler, but it's still going to be like 100 degrees in Qatar. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Uh, but yeah, I brought up that delay because I wanted to let you know there will be no delays for uh, survival horror. What is he talking about? Well, not only is the Callisto protocol not delayed, it will be getting a 60 FPS mode. That's what I'm talking about. And this is despite a, po- despite a post from the Epic Game Store listing 
a release date of February 12th of 2023. Glenn Schofield has assured panicked fans that the game will still arrive on December 2nd, 2022. We would love to inform you that all... Let's start over. This is a quote. We would love to inform you all that we will be shipping globally on December 2nd. And yes, we'll have a 60 FPS performance mode. That is the end of the quote. So there you go. No delay for you survival horror fans of the game Callisto Protocol. Survival horror. Survival horror. Dude, there was a word today I couldn't say, and I got everybody saying it. It's hard. It's hard to say. Schofield knows he's got to get this game out before January. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way they would release less than a month after Dead Space Remake comes out. (laughs) I don't think they would ever want to do that. But I cannot wait. That's another one of those games, John, that when I was looking at our schedule, I was like, yep, the other one will find time. Uh, What were you looking at? A survival horror game. No, no. Chris was looking at something. What were you looking at? Oh, I was looking at uh, the potential titles that we Mm -hmm. could be talking about. You said a word, and you said it wrong. What did I say? S. You said schedule. Schedule. Thank you. We can move on. SNES? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) John, you have returned, so the wait is over. That's that's horrible. Uh, The one thing you wanted more than... (laughs) The one thing you wanted more than anything else in the world is coming. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's not John's OnlyFans page. It's Fallout 4 getting a next-gen upgrade for Xbox Series X, S, and PS5 next year. <gasps> this, is com- this is coming due to the 25th anniversary of Fallout, with the update including a performance mode that allows for higher frame rates, a quality mode for 4K graphics, plus bug fixes, and more Creation Club content. No official release date has been given. What do you think, guys? Are you going to play it? Yes. Is it, Im- is it important to you? Yes. Fallout. Fallout. Though I've never no. The the more important thing today was uh <laughs> Amazon released their first screenshot of their Fallout TV show, which was great because it showed I guess it's gonna be Vault 33, and they showed the vault opening. You see these these vault dwellers, you know, looking out about to go into the apocalyptic world. And if you just look to the bottom left, you see some dead person's feet just lying on the ground, hanging there. And I'm like, yeah, that's fallout. That, that's about right. I guess the tone, right? Right there. You know, to not tell you anything, but tell you where we're going. Sean, we, we should play fallout 76. We should on Xbox. You could play fallout four guys. Eh, it's right there. We're going to play the better one. That's fallout four guys. We're 76 all the way, baby. <laughs> Why don't you do this pivot for yourself? Because you've made me mad. I'm not going to end my silence just to <laughs> make you happy. After accidentally leaking some info, Silent Hill 2 will make a return as a time PlayStation exclusive. The project is being developed by Bloober Team. In addition, more projects are on the way, including Silent Hill Townfall, developed by observation stories untold creators no code fans can expect some deep psychological horror based on the developer's previous mo there's also a new film return to silent hill which tells the story of a young man coming back to the town only to find nightmares i don't know if i'd go to that town (laughs) i don't want nightmares 
I hope they pull <laughs> up. I know everyone seems to be kind of like mixed because Bloober Team, I, that is their forte. Horror is their forte. But like what? They were the folks that did the medium and people were kind of mixed on that. So there's just fear that it might not live up to their expectations, you know, of what Silent Hill game is. But I don't know. I hope it goes well for them because that is a very popular franchise. I'll get to play it on my PlayStation. Because I'll have a I'll have a PlayStation. I'm just mm-hmm. happy about that. Um, I also get to play God of War on my PlayStation, boys. Yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, the upcoming God of War Ragnarok will offer a lot of different graphics options with the support of 4K and 30 FPS, 60 FPS, and FPS performance mode that syncs to 120 hertz mode on monitors. The modes are as follows. First up, we have favor resolution, which is 4K and 30 FPS locked. We then have favor performance, which which is 60 FPS locked. Favor resolution, this has high frame rate on. This is 4K at 40 FPS locked, but an HDMI 2.1 is required. And lastly, we have favor performance. High frame rate is on. It syncs with 120 hertz. And once again, HDMI 2.1 is required. Also. Be on your guard, ladies and gentlemen. Spoilers have begun to leak online. So if you're if you're wanting to wait um, just a little longer to not see those spoilers. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. Two weeks? Yeah, it's close. So stay off, stay off. Only come to Weekly Game Chat's Twitter page, okay? Yeah. Two weeks from We're, when this episode comes out, we will have our God of War. In our in our Sonic Frontiers, I'm actually kind of happy because it'll give me an opportunity to take a AAA game and play it on my TV and use that 2.1 um, HDMI cable I've had that really hasn't been utilized these last two years outside of Rocket League. Does it? It ships with a 2.1, right? Yeah, yeah. Both yeah. both the consoles. If you use the default one, you have a 2.1. You just need to see if your TV has TV, right, right, yeah, right has it. Nice. Yes. Uh, and, you, and you can expect reviews to drop on November 3rd. So they feel That's confident. Not too far. Not too far. <laughs> well, it's interesting. If you go to Metacritic, you see, um, you can see the thing sitting there waiting to be reviewed. It's sitting there on the front marquee. Um, so, yeah. Can you guys definitely. believe that it's like that close? I'm close. <laughs> so, I just, so, yeah. <laughs> I just need to hear him say boy one time and then I'm going to, uh, that's weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. That's kind of weird. You say, you, say, you say weird things. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant, right? But it was still going weird. Uh, that might get clipped, Chris. I'm uh, kidding. Say the word, sugar is say the word boy. <laughs> boy. Boy, boy. <laughs> don't do that, Chris. Don't do that. He just, uh, John, we're at finally this week. We are at finally this week. <clears throat> finally this week, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have a update on the drama that has surrounded Bayonetta 3. This has been some fun news. I was really sad that I wasn't. 
there last week to talk about this. But mm-hmm. now that we've got some updates, I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the drama between Platinum Games and Helena Taylor continues as she has been forced to defend herself against claims that she was that she is that she was a liar and gold digger. Kanye West. Regarding her role in Bayonetta 3. If you recall, take a journey back with me. She took to Twitter last week, claiming she was offered just $4,000 to voice Bayonetta in the upcoming game. Since then, many sources have come to light directly contradicting this claim, stating that she was, in fact, offered $3,000 to $4,000 per four-hour session, up to five sessions. Taylor says she declined the $15,000 and 11 months later turned down an offer of $4,000 to voice some lines as a flat fee. She claims the reports that have recently come out are total fabrications and has also denied trying to negotiate a six-figure payment suggesting she is a team player. I think um I, I think Helena unfortunately might have damaged her ability to um continue to work in the industry as a voice actor. Um, number one, she, she broke a embargo deal, not a bar. What are the NDA NDA. NDA. And I mean, when, (laughs) when Jason Schreier comes out and says there's problems here, um, (laughs) that's not a good thing. That's really not a good thing. Um, and, and she made this weird claim and, and maybe this is true. Maybe this is, but the fact that this game, that this series has made $450 million, I'm, <laughs> I'm skeptical of that figure. I mean, th- this, this game was no, nobody wanted to make Bayonetta two, um, at all until no, Nintendo decided it could be a niche game for their, for the Wii U. I mean, the game came out on the Wii U. That's how badly nobody wanted to make this game. And, be, and the original Bayonetta didn't sell very well. It's very highly regarded. Both of them are, but they never really broke. Um, I guess a million each, maybe. The only I'm thing, thinking. the only thing I could be thinking of is that she's including maybe the fact that she was in Super Smash Bros. Right, like that's that's the only logical thing. Or else, you know, are there someone's feeding her numbers, or she's just making up numbers? Right, like you know, I don't know who her agent is, and all that but sorry i saw a rare you know greater than odyssey situation just pop up from our friend huck who says the wii u is greater than and less than than the odyssey, <laughs> odyssey. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah I, that's I, good stuff i feel but, bad but what what i kept th- go ahead Chris, sorry <laughs> i was gonna say like it's one thing like where i'm like okay two things can be true but unfortunately she didn't she didn't do herself a favor because for whatever reason, she didn't disclose what the initial offer was, right? When it was like she was going to be hired for the yeah. main thing. And she could have easily said that. She could have said, they were going to pay me 15000 for this to do four sessions. I feel like as a person who's been doing this character for X number of years, I should be getting paid more for that character at this point, right? Like, if that's yeah, her argument. if you're going to break an NDA, just go ahead and break the NDA. Yeah. Tell the truth. Well, but, my problem with the whole thing was, oh, sorry, Chris, you're not, you're not done. Yeah. But like the thing is obviously she took the second one, which I, I could easily see that being true. Like if there's a couple of lines where they thought, uh, Jen McHale wasn't doing Ooh. it well, the, <laughs> who replaced her, uh, was not doing 
really great and you're like we would just like you to record these five things just so that they're in the game they kind of sound like how they always sound like right we'll give you four thousand dollars for that you know that could also be true and again she might feel like that's a low ball that's fine but in the end you know it, it it feels like a bunch of he said she said and it doesn't the way that she framed it for herself right not telling everything Mm-hmm. in the end it kills her ability to have a good result. Like I agree. I doubt she came out there. I, I could find it very credible that she came out there and be like, you're going to pay me $500,000 or something. Right. You know, I have no, there's been no reporting that backs that up. And, you know, I think Schreier said that as such, but at the same time, you didn't help your argument here because you weren't completely upfront and transparent with what you were, everything that went on. Well, it's a strange thing to me. You guys got into a, a, a little bit of discussion about what, you know, what she's owed and the fact that it's a weird you know, thing. Isn't it? It's, it's like, what is she owed as, as, as a voice actor? Right. I mean, I mean, how many people have, it, it's, it's different than, than a Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people are going to go see the super Mario brothers movie because Chris Pratt's doing the voice or how many people are going to go see, no, I mean honestly, is that your? Uh, did you really think zero? No, no, but I definitely don't I mean, think seriously. it's. I think the main reason they're going is Mario, but there's a main I, reason. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think I, it's like okay, how many people are gonna go see a Stallone film because Stallone's in it, regardless of how bad the movie is? At least one. His name's John Barron. <laughs> I mean, there are actors. Uh, there, there are movies out there that get their draw. Because yeah. of the talent they put in it. Sure. There's very few, and I wouldn't even give this I wouldn't even give this designation to Trey um, tr- um I can't even remember his name now. That's kind of proving oh, my point. Troy Baker. Troy Baker. I wouldn't even necessarily give this designation to Troy Baker mm-hmm. that that there's a significant amount of people that are gonna move the dollar signs and play a game simply because he's doing the voice. Yeah. And there is nobody, there is nobody that played Bayonetta because they were a fan of Helena Taylor. So they lent, she lent her voice, but her voice doesn't add any dollar signs Mm. to the game. So what is she owed? Well, I mean, I can tell you this. I've never, I've never been paid $4,000 for four hours of my time under any circumstances. mm. Never. That's a thousand dollars an hour. I mean, and we're going and, and we're saying to ourselves, at least initially, poor Helena Taylor. I'm like, what? I've never been paid anything like that. I'll never what? be paid anything like that in my entire life because Chris takes all the money. He does, and you took all my money. So, so I just I don't know. I I, I, <laughs> I just know. find the idea of what she's owed. Well, yeah, we did veer off into that. Fifteen thousand yeah. dollars for this role that doesn't nobody plays this game because she's the talent behind it. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think $15,000 for a role like this is substantial. Well, a struggling actor. My, my former roommate, Adam would love to see a payday like this. Sure. Would kill for it. Yeah. But if the game goes, remember we brought in the fact that what if the game goes on and has huge commercial success? It yeah. has, but that's the point. It has the commercial success could have some, could have, could have to do with Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. Mm-hmm. 
but the commercial yeah. success has nothing to do with Helen and Taylor. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Games, video games right. just work differently. Right. Yeah, the actors, the, actor, the actors behind the characters aren't box office draws. No, but the way uh, Hollywood is formed. That's why Hollywood gets paid twenty million dollars. I mean, you'll pay money. Him. Yes, you pay you pay Jennifer Lawrence twenty million dollars because you know they're going. People are going to go see Jennifer Lawrence in the movie. Because yeah. she's in the movie, but we're not talking about we're not talking about twenty million. I think the thing that I know that that, that has been an example. The thing that's been creeping up, it seems like at least in voice actors things, and it started not with her, right? The big one I remember was uh, John DiMaggio with Gears of War with Marcus Phoenix and having problems with how much he was being paid, and he's like, "You just don't understand as a voice actor what it does to you when you have to come in and for ten hours a day grunt and you know really do rough things to your voice, which is like, this is my money maker. This is where I make my dollars, right? And from my understanding, you know, because there's not really a a you know union type deal with game companies for voice actors the way there is." for voice actors when it comes to film and to television, they have a lot more rules. They have a lot more regulations on how much they get paid. And I can understand from their standpoint, you know, like if, if that's where her upset comes, it's like, look, I can understand when this was a tiny little thing game and it wasn't selling much, but then you went out there and you put this character and you had me voice her and put her in, you know, super smash bros. And that game sold a ton. I didn't get any res res residuals for that. I didn't get any profit of it, but you still paid me no, like no different here. And it's like, now we're coming back to her and I'm not getting paid more. Well, if that was the other way around, if it was, you know, Hollywood, right? She would get residual checks. She yeah, would be getting not, these the, things. But that's the point. And, right, and getting a residual check doesn't have, doesn't have a whole lot to do with. Yeah. But it also union, union union representation. To me, this isn't about union representation. Mm -hmm. If you pay me a thousand bucks an hour for four hours, mm -hmm. I will grunt as long as you want me to. Well, again, and that's the point. I mean, don't, how many times do I have to say it? A thousand bucks an hour. Have you ever made a thousand bucks an hour? No, but at the same time, I you haven't. Think about I haven't. It. No, think about no, it. I haven't done. John, but, about the show. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not someone who's been a performer right or an artist or whatever that's a very different thing and that's the way their their life works right we say you got paid four thousand dollars an hour i'm like yeah that four thousand dollars though isn't a 40 hour you know week job where they have benefits and it's guaranteed every week it's like no that's the one gig you get right kind of like sean with djing here he's not promised to get a gig every single weekend and, you know, for X amount of dollars, he has to go out there and book those and think about those kind of things. And that's, you know, so I see it from the artistic standpoint, you know, as being a little bit different here, you know, it's like you can't oh. take the, the, the nine to five employee and compare them to the person who performs a service employee. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think, I think what voice actors have to do is they can't hang their hat on one thing. Yeah, and when you see the Troy Bakers of the world, or you see the Laura Bailey's, like her, she's Jaina in World of Warcraft, but she's in a bunch of other games too. They're lending their voice um, because it is a unique. I don't want to niche isn't niche isn't the right way to call it. There, there's some importance to what they do, but you know, like somebody else can't look like The Rock in a mm -hmm. movie, right? Or Vin Diesel in a movie, but someone can sound like, you know. 
Laura it's, Bailey and while, you know, and that's, that's it, where it, I think there's something that goes on too. It's like Arkham origins versus the other Arkham games. Yeah. Not having Kevin we, Conroy. We, we don't <laughs> no, We don't have Mark Hamill to do the Joker. Let's get Troy Baker to do the Joker. Mm-hmm. And they sound the exact same. Yeah. Well, so, so you lose a little bit of your, your swag, if you will. I think it, it's just one of those things for, for voice actors. Like, I think it's akin to kind of like wrestlers, right? Where like when you Real listen, when you look, listen to a lot of them, it's like, yes, it, it's great to be a wrestler when you're the rock or John Cena, or, you know, I don't know who's big in wrestling now, whoever's number one right now, because they are making the overwhelming bulk of the money of the talent and all that out there. And then you have the other 99% that really, for the most part, if you're lucky, you're, you've got a living and for the new people, especially it's hard times until you can break through. Right. It's, and of course for them, it's about sacrificing their body to make that breakthrough here. It's like when you're the voice actor, you're trying to get gig to gig. And I could understand if, if you're her, you're like, I've done all this and I'm still getting paid this. Meanwhile, I go and do TV shows too. And I get paid a lot more for about the exact same amount of work. And it's nowhere near as popular or like way more popular or something like that than Bayonetta. I'm not going to take this gig. I'm just, that's not my worth my time. I'd rather go over here and do these kinds of projects instead. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's you're, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's a talent. You have a way to control your voice Mm -hmm. in a way that you can now be things. I have to pick and choose gigs. I do. And I feel like I'm at this level. I don't want to do this no more. I go do this one. And yeah, I don't know. where I disagree with her is like her, her telling them to boycott the game and really boycott Jen McHale. Like she didn't do anything. She didn't do anything wrong. She came in, she got offered a gig after, you know, she turned this down. That's fine. And I don't mind her bringing up the price stuff, but then it's like, okay, well let's leave it at that and not go after other people who do your job. Right. Who are also trying to get ahead and also trying to get themselves paid. Well, regardless, the game comes out Friday, and John and I are very happy to play it. Chris is not going to play it. I've already got it bought. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I can't wait to tell John what you said, or you need to tell him what you said. Uh, good stuff, John. You yeah. don't want to kill him. <laughs> what what happened? Do we want to put it on air? I don't I mean, I don't no. think you want to put it on air. Between segments or later? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We can yeah, put it between fine. segments. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um, Any her? Guys, yeah. I feel like I haven't been paid enough for this gig today, so can we please wrap this up? Never. Never. <laughs> Just to be safe, though? Hmm? Just to be safe. <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, we call this portion of the show simply emails, as you just heard, but it's way more than that. This is the part of the show that you bring content to, and we appreciate you. We do kick it off, though, with our emails. Uh, if you want to be a part of that, of course, you can send an email to weeklygameschat at gmail.com, just like a few of you have done this week, and we're going to read them. So, boys, uh, y'all want to kick it off, and I'll get a couple or whatever. It don't matter. Y'all, uh, y'all let me know what's up. Would you want to go first or second, John? I always go second. Oh, okay. Our first email is from Alejandro. It's titled, Bummer. Gentlemen, seeing a bowl of Costco Halloween candy at the office reminds me that the year is almost over and soon you'll be discussing the year's highlights. But my question is, what was the year's biggest disappointment in video games? For myself, it was Spirit Fair. I didn't mind that game. It's a wonderful game, and yet I abandoned it after just a few hours. So I guess that the disappointment is in myself rather than the game. Good point. So what was your biggest letdown this year? Depressingly yours, Alejandro. Chris, where was that sent from? That was sent from the bottom of a whiskey bottle. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Though. Alejandro, it'll be all right. We're going to celebrate the year, right? We're going to uh. What is the biggest gaming disappointment this year, you think? I think I got oh. one. I'm going to do a quick Google search and see what comes up. <laughs> John might be holding it. <laughs> I, I think, no, I don't think it's Gotham Knights for you, John. Uh, I think it was when you saw everybody talk about Scorn. And you went, I don't want to play that game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, um, it was Saints Row. Know. Saints Row? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the series, and I was hoping at least something that felt comp competent, right? Like, maybe it didn't nail everything, but I'd be like, okay. But from what I've seen and from people playing <laughs> of this game, it just it looked like, one, it needed about another six months at least, and two, that it's one of those games, I think, that is the victim of trying to come out on the past-gen uh, consoles and not really having a team that can develop a game that is ready to do that. You know, unlike say the folks at God of War over there at Santa, uh, Sony Santa Monica. Huh? Well, I Googled on the internet and a bunch of the things mentioned like Diablo immortal. Ooh. And then I was like, why did they think that was a disappointment? Oh, that's right. But then I know people that are still playing it. And that's what I think. Yeah, and even this website, whatculture.com listed Diablo Immortal as the most disappointing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I have. Do you guys think of something that I would have that was disappointing? Plague's Tale Innocent leaving Game Pass before oh, you could play it. That was, yeah. That was, de that was devastating for me personally because um, I was finally ready to play it. But like as far as this year, I'm seeing stuff like the Skywalker Lego, Lego game. Uh, stuff like that on these lists. I'm like, what? Um, maybe I'm just half cup full type of guy, but I'm not thinking anything that disappointed me. Was there a game that I couldn't wait to play that got a, a release date pushback? Really? Um, I don't know. John, what's yours? I'm kind of trying to skim the list of releases this year because nothing's nothing's just jumping out um nothing's really coming to mind right now 
I'm, I'm still looking, still looking, still looking. <laughs> the Halo co-op campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Not a bad pick. It could potentially be Gotham Knights, though, if I'm being real. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, how you going. don't know that yet. Yeah. I mean, if 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 we're talking about games, I, I think this was on my list last year as most antici- one of my most anticipated games, and it kept getting delayed and it kept getting delayed and kept getting delayed, and now we know why. Um. So we'll see how we'll see how that goes, but they could potentially be. There, my I will system. say that there's two releases that kind of got me like, man, that kind of sucks, but I got to respect it. And one of them was Tears of the Kingdom, the new Zelda game. We kind of know it's for sure next year. And then a game that I'm I'm crazily excited for. And Chris is going to be like, yeah, Starfield. It got delayed. So mm-hmm. I. I kind of get depressed yeah. with delays because it means, especially if I'm really waiting on it, it's, I, I think like this and I probably shouldn't. Hope I don't die before that happens. You know, I remember the Star Wars movies were coming out and I was like, oh, I hope I hope nothing crazy happens. <laughs> I kind of want to see how this plays out. <laughs> I'm like that about video games too, but not a bad email. Um, And we're very soon we're going to be in the depressed whiskey bottle with you if we keep this up. All right. <laughs> John, you want to read the next one? Yes. Okay. This comes from Gary. Greetings, gentlemen. Greetings, Hello. Gary. I've been a listener and fan for quite some time, and I got to say, I look forward to every Wednesday where I can boot up the podcast and listen to your lovely voices talk about the next topic at hand. Really great stuff, and keep it going. Thank you. Rings of Power is dope. And I want to recommend it to anybody looking for a new show to watch. The production, music, and cinematography make it a series worth watching, no matter your interest level in the Lord of the Rings universe. I just recently watched the Star Trek movie from 2009, which I love. Yeah. And believe it or not, they get to drive a spaceship from the future. Oh, no, it really happens. Because they do. Is that, the, is that the con one? No, it's the one where... Remember, it starts with Spock coming back in time. What? <laughs> and along with uh, Nemo, and Nemo kills Kirk's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Want to take you on a journey of my gaming habits as of late. Number one, can't wait for Callisto Protocol. Number mm-hmm. two, I finally beat Breath of the Wild after mm, Me five, too. Years, five years. <laughs> nice. Did you write this email? Is uh, it me? Number Number three, just started Resident Evil 2 Remake, which I am loving, as you should, sir. Number four, I have about 17 hours invested into Death Stranding, but I want to, f- but I want to finish it. Do I start a new game or pick it up where I left off? Ooh, that's hard. Depends on, how, depends on how long he's been uh, away from it. Truly, your mom's box. Uh, Gary. Gary. Great email, Junior. Gary. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, and I love the, from the future. I love that. Uh, yeah, John, you, you like resident evil Two remake. I beat breath of the wild. We all like breath of the wild. Are you, you're excited. You said about Callisto too, right? You said that in the news. Oh, for sure. Are you sure this isn't your email? (laughs) We're glossing (laughs) over the point that he said that rings. Yes, we are on purpose. Chris, (laughs) notably, uh no, uh I I actually need to finish Rings of Power, don't I? But see, that's the problem. It's kind of tough. <laughs> no. I don't know. I, I told I'm, you. How I'm many did you watch? Incredibly... 
I guess three episodes maybe. I've just been incredibly bored by it. It is so boring. It is slow in the mill. I will definitely say that. Yeah, as it should be, boys. Mm -hmm. What? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Harrison Ford loves Callisto as well, says Josh. And I get that. And it's clever. Uh, He says things that you would get. Only you. It's actually Callista. Yeah. Idiot. All right. Sean, I think this one's we both you, got man, right? I, yeah, I can read this one. That's fine. Or 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 not. It does y'all could actually do two and two because I think I got some I can read in the Discord. Okay. Chris, take it away. Tom writes, other than I've been so slack with my emails and Discord, uh, I'm sorry. Every week I'm loving the content and genuinely laughing and enjoying the pod. So thanks again. Never change. Tom, it was sent from his iPhone. So you messed up, Chris, and this is why I should have read this one, because you always read what the email title is. And if you read the title into the message, it would have made more sense than you starting with the word other. You know, he could have just put it in the body details. Chris, you're so focused on effing candy corn right now that you're slacking on the details of the Chris come back. to. (laughs) Appreciate that. uh, Tom, we appreciate you. Appreciate you very much. And there is one from Tucker. John, if you want me to read it, I will. If you don't want me to, I won't. Greetings, compatriots. There we go. Greetings. Hello. I'd like to start off by saying, I just found you guys about a month ago, and I absolutely love you guys. Woo! You guys are a staple in the gaming community. Mm, Nice. You hear that, boys? We're a staple. We're a staple. And got me back into this aspect of my life that I care so deeply about. Glad to hear that. I wanted to talk to you guys. I've wanted to talk to you guys about this for a while now. And since you covered Cyberpunk Edge Runners last week, I Mm. thought that now would be the perfect time to ask, what are your opinions on games based on anime? I'm personally invested in Demon Slayer franchise right now. It's really big and it's only going to get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Yeah. I want to learn about I learned I want to learn more about their game Demon Slayer Henokami Chronicles to see if it is for me. If you guys could emphasize on it and possibly do a topic after Halloween, that would be simply fantabulous. Nice. I love you guys to pieces and look forward to this week's topic. Sincerely yours and game on Ender. Game on, Sean. Ender. I think you can speak to this because I feel like you the last um game based on an anime we covered was that Dragon Ball game. Yeah, uh, here's the thing that was I had a friend at the point at the point in time. He's still my friend. I don't want to phrase it like that, but he was really trying to get me into anime because I've been so resistant to to doing it. Uh, And I actually I think the game helped me because they chose to really start at the beginning ish of a Dragon Ball story, if you will. Uh, But I tell you this about animes. There's a lot going on in those suckers. (laughs) <laughs> and you you got all kind of stuff going on and i was trying to think other than the dragon ball game that was the one i know i've played we never really played is persona considered an anime game or not i mean really? it influenced by anime for sure yeah um i think you could say that um man was i'm blanking on them right now man oh <laughs> give on. that man his money nino cooney um which yeah, you I mean, played that. 
that's based off of, well, at least the first one was animated by Studio Ghibli. So, you know, those are good. I think as far as games, I don't know if there's really been one that is a, a really well known anime that has had a production budget and team behind it outside of maybe Dragon Ball Z that is on my radar to play. You know, I like anime. I'm not like the biggest fan of anime ever. Like by Josh, I watches a lot more than I do. Um, yeah, you know, I know in chat, Josh actually said demon slayer is good. Yeah. And so is my hero academia. But I think like a lot of times when these things get made into games, it's, it's kind of that classic, well, we have a property, we need to put a game out to make the money, but you know, they're not going to be tolerant to the idea of, well, that might take five years. Then you get five years later and go, it's still not ready. We need two more years, right? Like they're going to be, you have X amount of time and resource to do this. And then it's got to ship no matter what, because we're going to put it out there and make money. Um, uh, Acid so. just asked, has anyone ever played Dot Hack? I have not. I remember seeing those games back in the day, and I'm going, I went, I don't think I could play that game. Mm. <laughs> really good email, though. It's got my brain working, and that's kind of the point of of you know emails. We appreciate you very much. Yeah. And I'm I, hey, I'm glad you found us because we are happy to have you. Right. For sure. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up for emails for this week. We'll pivot over to Twitter real quick. Uh, of course, you can find us at Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry, on Twitter at Weekly Game Chat. I, do, I say it that way every effing week. Why do I do that? Why do I do that? Um, we were we weren't mentioning anything worth bringing up, but I did want to point the point out that we had a new follow. I definitely saw that. Uh, shout out to uh, Hoda Hodag uh, Pride. You are now following us. We're following you back. We appreciate that. Let me check our DMs to see if anything slid in there. You know what I'm saying? We don't have anything, uh, you know, in there. And what's trending? Uh, nothing about video games, it appears. Monday Night Football is trending and Kanye West is trending. <laughs> Shocker. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, but again, we're on Twitter if you want to see us there, at Weekly Games Chat. And then, of course, we have our Discord uh, where we, we kind of hang out and sometimes Chris and I have debates, you know, for fun. It's all in fun. Uh, we have an email section and we've got a couple of this week. So let's see. I got to look at these dates. Yep. This is it. This was sent in today. It looks like from Huck MS. It says, Hey fellas. Hello. Hello. Uh, what was your favorite Halloween costume you wore as a kid? A great question. I was well, a Chris pretty, didn't go trick or treating. I did. I was a pretty ba uh, uh, ninja back in the you day. You were, yeah. Uh, I got to dress up. I never played football, but one year I got to dress up as a football player because my friend gave me his pads. So that one sticks out for me as a kid. You know, I don't. I know more about like what my my little brother dressed up as one year. He dressed up as Anakin Skywalker in the new Anakin Skywalker like cartoon. The mask looked just like Anakin Skywalker when he put it on. It was freaky. I have a video if I can remember to show you guys. I will. That one really sticks out too. But do you boys remember anything you dressed up as? Ninja. And also, yeah, a, a ninja. That you're going officially with a ninja. Man, I was a ninja. I was I was a vampire. I was a ninja turtle. 
I was a vampire ninja turtle. Yeah, I I never really got to buy costumes from the store. Mm. We had to just kind of like go with what we had. Gotcha. <laughs> it's probably fine. John, do you have any reminiscences? No, I never was interested in trick-or-treating that much. Did you just stayed at home on Halloween? Good bit of the time. <laughs> oh, no. Was it because your dad wouldn't let you get candy corn? No, it's you live. You grew up in one of those neighborhoods where you had to get in your car and drive from house to house. You couldn't gotcha. just walk around the neighborhood. It wasn't the same experience. Gotcha. I don't want to read this next email because of what Chris just asked you, and you will now see. So Cosmic112 sent us an email on Discord, and it says, Hey, guys. It's been a while. Been a while. Uh, since I listened in, and you all are looking great. Thank you so much. Uh, but my question is, what are your thoughts on home arcade companies, if you have any, that is? So I just got my first cab at home recently with it being uh, MVC2 Arcade 1-Up. Also, Candy Corn is fire. <laughs> Team Candy Corn! Team Candy Corn home arcades roll! <laughs> uh, I, I don't know much about home arcades, but I have friends who have them. Um, my one of my wife's, your yeah, wife, I... one of her best friends. He's one of my friends. Uh, he he did the thing where they're kind of amazing because you can load everything into them, all the <laughs> emulators and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a it's crazy how, what you can do. But you have like the yeah. classic arcade joysticks. What I don't like about the new arcades that you can buy is that they're made for hobbits. You have to like put them up on a pedestal or something, and I don't know why they're slacking in that department. Because they're probably made for kids, dude. Even kids would need something. I mean, they're they're tiny, dude. So, what are your thoughts on home arcades? You boys ever had one? Know anybody that ever had one? I've been wanting to invest in one just for sort of decoration, um, but I want to make sure I get one that I that I like and would and would play occasionally. I could see me getting a Street Fighter cabinet or something like that. Um, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to go completely off topic, but I've, I've, I've been meaning to tell you guys this on air BK friend of the show, BK, he was in New York a few weeks ago and he yeah, bought, I saw that. he bought one of those, um, NES minis. It was like, oh. it was a legit NES mini. Nice. Um, I, and I know that's not, in, that's not in it, in and of itself amazing. I get that, but it's, it's the ones that they manufactured that were hard to find at the time. You remember that. Um, and he bought it from like a, it, it, and he bought it, it was used and he spent, he spent about 190 bucks Whew. on it. This one, that one. But the thing is when he got it to his hotel room and he booted it up, what he discovered was somebody had emulated it and put, and, and, and put every NES game, every super NES game, every, <laughs> every game you can think of that came out on those systems was on that thing. Yeah, hmm. that's cool. He, and he went through the menus and showed me everything. He's like, this looks, this he's like, this looks weird. This doesn't look like it should, because that game comes, that thing comes with like what? 20 games, give 30 or take. classic games, right? He had like 300 or in French, 30 so new classics. So I mean, the guy didn't tell him that it was, that it was, that it had all this stuff. He just thought he was buying a basic NES mini, but he ended up, you know, Hitting the jackpot. How many you got? Uh, I've got two of these. And one oh, of is, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Can I have the SNES yeah, one? No. Man, that was that was back in the day before the Switch oh, came out. I gotta remind you, mm-hmm. somewhere on Instagram, I think Funko is releasing an Assassin's Creed pop of Altair with the game cover art behind him. Anybody who's been wanting my Altair pops, they're not going to be mine because mine are OG. But this is a chance for you to get one. Dang. Just saying. Amazon.com. And going back to the arcade thing, my other one of our good friends, we all know of him. His name is Mike, but he's not the Mike that the listeners may know. He did an arcade where he put NBA Jam on it. And yeah. I have a memory somewhat recent where we were sitting in his garage. We had our sodas, you know, and we were just playing NBA Jam together. And it was like, it's like good old days, man. Good old days. Speaking Jam. of good old days, Chris. Yeah. This uh, this is going to be reflected on as one of those good episodes where we talk about Plague's Tale because this has been episode 378 of Weekly Games Chat. Uh, you know, we appreciate you guys. So wherever you, you download the podcast, please do us a solid and leave us a review. Uh, if you want to send us an email, of course, you can do that by uh, what I said a minute ago. And you send an email to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We'll do our best to read your emails. Uh, if you're on Twitter, we're at weeklygameschat there. Uh, we will follow you back if you follow us. And finally, we have a Discord community that I say is one of the best ever. And I'm involved in a lot of them. And I really love the way we all, you know, kind of come together, as the Beatles used to say. Um, and this is the point where I look at my friends, uh, Chris and John. I will simply say that both of them, game on, fellas. Uh, game on, John. Game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. <laughs> John, it's good to have you back. Thoughts and prayers to the pops. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Thug life. <laughs>